0: TG Geeks, episode 157, February 19th, 2018. Amazons, Wakandan women, and Panthers, oh my. And welcome to another webcast from TGGeeks.com, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror genre, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Keith Lane, and we're coming to you from TG Squared Studios in lovely Waka- Phoenix, Arizona.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see what you were trying to do there. <laughs> and I'm Ben Ragington, also coming to you from... And my other name is the Dark Kitty. (laughs) Phoenix, Arizona.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We have a really fascinating interview for you today, and we're just going to launch right into that. And this time on the show, we have a treat for you. We have Amazon Eve, who plays a character in the movie Chimera. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, guys.
0: Hi. Hi. So tell us about your character in Chimera and who that is and what you do in Chimera.
1: How did you get attached to that movie? Because
0: that's how we came in contact with you. Right. You you do a lot of other things, but we're going to talk about
2: Chimera. Let's start with Chimera since that's kind of a hot movie right now. (laughs) Well, guys, I got the Audition notice from my manager just as we were wrapping up American Horror Story. And I looked at the script and it had a bunch of scientific stuff in it mm-hmm. that I didn't recognize. But when you see sci-fi movies, they always kind of rattle off this stuff. So I started Googling things and I realized that this is like real science, Right. I got really excited about that because science fiction tends to make up a lot of jargon,
1: right? Technobabble. And I look,
2: I, I look at my character. Okay, I get to play a thuddy kind of person, big person. Hmm, and my mind starts spinning around about what I want to do with this person. What? Do, how do I want to frame her? How do I want to make her? Um, and it's it's more than a henchman. man, right? It's kind of like Darth Vader is to Palpatine. Right. <laughs> well, that's a good I mean, comparison. Like I, you know, yeah.
0: I, I can accept a... that. I can yeah. accept that. Yeah, and and speaking of, you know, you you talked about that. And we'll we'll talk about this in just a minute, but your your costumes. <laughs> it it's even more of a <laughs> a uh spin-off, shall we say, of that. So <laughs> so tell us who who is the character in Chimera? You are
2: I, I'm Dita Groove. I play Dita Groove's um, corporate assassin, uh, probably the best way of describing. I'm the heavy right. I'm enforcer for the the lead antagonist, who's played by Kathleen Quinlan. Mm-hmm. And I get to do all kinds of, um mm, force things. control. <laughs> well, there you know, say it's a, it's a rather control. physical role. <laughs> yes. It's a... Hmm. It's apropos for a woman like
3: that, right?
0: Yeah. So speaking of that, for those that don't know about Amazon <laughs> Eve, tell us a little bit about yourself so that our listeners can understand who this character is and how much larger than life you are. Yeah, because
1: they hear the name Amazon Eve, and they're definitely going to want to put that into some sort of context.
2: Well, for a time, I used to be a wrestler. I come from corporate America. Mm -hmm. Worked in the brokerage field for a while, the employee benefits, insurance, health insurance market, where I work to help obtain insurance and health care benefits for transgender employees, Mm -hmm. uh, retirees, and dependents, and a platform employee benefits market or single single uh, individual insurance market. And uh, my undergraduate works in theater. So, and I did a lot of fitness, and I was a trainer, and I worked out, and um, I looked up this way of making a little extra money, like wrestling. So I thought, okay, what can I do with this? And I started wrestling, so I created a name, Amazon Eve.
0: So, and And, and, be, you, because, and you're yeah. Amazon Eve because you are... How
2: tall? Oh, would you like it in feet, centimeters, or horse
0: hands? <laughs> <laughs> well, horse hands, I mean, could be okay. <laughs> Well, you're
2: out there in Phoenix, I thought in Phoenix people are country; they get it. <laughs> yeah. They're getting it up there. Uh, no, I, I 18 and a half F4 is about 203 centimeters, six foot eight. I'm as tall as a normal door opening.
0: Absolutely, wow. and so you have to duck post nineteen post
2: 1950. I think yeah. door door jams yeah getting centralized to about 80 inches. Yeah, I, uh, I'm post-1950. I'm very
0: familiar with that. I grew up in the in the building industry, so. I, yeah, homes eight, built yeah. in the
2: 30s. Homes built in the 20s and 30s. Or, excuse me, homes built prior to the 20s and 30s. Actually, 1800s. Oh,
1: yeah. They were like you still, five still feet.
2: See the homes <laughs> Their doorways are shorter.
1: Oh, I have to duck. Yeah. And I'm only 5'6". six. Yeah.
2: I walked through a little cabin house, and it was built uh, in Chicago, in the outskirts of Chicago. It only had six foot four, six foot five door jams. I bumped mm-hmm. my head all the time. Right. <laughs> a very short, a very short ceiling.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm only six foot three, and I bump my head getting in an airplane all the
2: time. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. So I was this wrestler, and then eventually I went down to I toured. You, you travel, and you, I wrestled men for a living, mm-hmm. you know? kind of like fight club. Yeah. Underground. It's only about four hundred of us who actually do it. Oh my. And you and you wrestle in mud and you wrestle in oil, you wrestle in in whatever gunk or costume they put you in. And uh eventually, because I have a modicum of good looks and I have a decent body, someone put me on the cover of zoo Weekly and I what the hell is that? Animal something. Um it's a bikini mag. It's kinda of like Maxim Down Under. And okay. they have a, a, a version of it in the UK. Okay. So I got on the cover of a bikini magazine. Well, I guess I'm no longer ugly. I went viral. I did a little video. You guys can watch it online. This little Zoo Weekly bikini shoot that I did you know, years ago. And I started doing modeling work after that. So from that, I did commercial and I started doing a couple TV series. I got to American Horror Story and a couple movies in Chimera. Wow. And the nice part about Amazon E being a household name is Ryan Murphy purchased. To purchased me or bought me or hired me and used my name and it gave me a greater platform from which to advocate for them. It's one of the one of the high points in my life uh-huh. getting to be on American Horror Story working with such great and talented people. And then all of a sudden this audition shows up. It's like wow, another one. I guess this is what happens. one project begets another. Right.
3: Yeah. And there's a few other
2: projects that we've worked on. One is Dead Squad. It's another movie we shot in Bali in Indonesia. And Falling South, which we shot uh, two Halloweens ago, or Halloween ago in Florida. Excited is an understatement. Of course. I'm very, I'm very excited about this movie because it's catching a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. Work with Ian Cus- I get to work with um, Henry Ian Cusick, uh, Kathleen Quinlan, um, and, well, of course, Maurice. You remember Maurice. Oh, yeah. Oh, Maurice yeah. is amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: He's. <laughs>
2: So, but to work with such acting
1: powerhouses, such like Henry and Kathleen, I mean, that must have been a real treat for you.
2: It was. It was mostly I got it, it, the people I worked with with Kathleen and and and, and Ian they were always that that was my main group. But right, um, there's Jenna. She's there and uh, Karishma. God, she's extremely beautiful. Oh, she is. She's gorgeous. My God, exhausting to look at.
3: <laughs> Boy,
2: someone hit that moment with a pretty stick. <laughs> yeah. I know, and then Jennifer and 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 uh, and uh, Maurice's kid, Maurice oh, sister, yeah. in it. So yeah. I'm I, I just, I'm I just jazzed that is so much organic attention mm-hmm. placed in details and humanity going on. And watching Kathleen Quinlan working with her. You know I gave her the role of mom mm-hmm. yeah, in this, and uh, well, her, her as a as a as a position of hierarchy, she's above me, and my my character is very devoted to her and fulfilling her agenda in life right which absolutely which i which i in turn get fulfilled
0: right and and, uh, and you talked about that palpatine darth Vader relationship her her character very is very much like Palpatine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I in, mean in she's her whole outlook on on things it, it's my agenda and I'm going to I'm going to do it and then She's
1: out to control everybody.
0: Yeah, and then there's you uh playing the the muscle, shall yeah, we say? Exactly. It, lack was, of a better it was term. wonderful. I I thought you did a great job of showing that. Yeah. And and,
1: uh, and something that I wrote in my review is that every time um your character is on screen, it's like you can't take your eyes off of her. And it's not just because of the height, but it's because of the way you were able to communicate, uh, the, the, the personality of this character. I mean, there's something so terribly physically menacing, not mm. just the height, but the way you, you moved, the way you looked, all of that. There was just something so terribly intimidating about, about your character.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm sure there should be a, uh, I, I would think, when a few of the scenes, which will of course be pulled out and, and memeified, um, <laughs> they will become they will they will become feminist favorites. Am hey, I? Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> feminist favorites. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but but yeah, you. I got
4: to sneak that jab in there, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
0: well, you know, the only reason I brought that that Palpani and Darth Vader because you talked about it earlier. And I don't remember whether it was when we were recording the interview, but you also your your costume. So tell us yes. about oh, this yeah. photo shoot in Boston and and this costume that you're wearing.
2: Well I'm gonna I'm gonna do a plug. I'm I've got permission to do this, but I'm gonna do a plug for Pinup Girls clothing. They were the one that, that, that fashioned the general uh, uh, style of the look. And I I um, I put together the corporate assassin look out of my own wardrobe mm-hmm. and put it together and got this hat of goren Brothers in, um, in New Orleans. It's an asymmetrical fedora. You can see it. It's in, the, it's in the, it's in the, uh, it's in the trailer. Right. And I thought, this is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Gotta, it, it has to be, you know, um, it's almost like it's 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 like a female version of Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's
2: so, a description uh, that I, won't works. Underneath underneath it, which I am saving for, you know, I, I I have to do a superhero movie at some point in my life. But underneath <laughs> the, the black coat is a black cat suit.
1: Ah, uh-huh, uh, of course. So there
2: is there is future possibilities of that being shown. Uh, there is a physical intimidation factor from a six foot woman. Six foot eight woman wearing four inch heels. So I'm seven foot in this outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And already there's a power imbalance, and I bring in the tension. My job is to ratchet up the tension times hundred, which we do very well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um,
2: I have seen a version of the edited movie. I know it's it, there've been some tweaks in it, and I know things. It's now perfect. It, the pacing, the, what you guys saw was the the new edit, and there's some there's some dip- It it paces faster, right? Apparently, and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to go to the premiere. So, I'm gonna, I know the story, and I know not because actors have a hard time watching themselves, so I don't need to worry about past that. Mm -hmm. It's the oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what am I gonna wear, Uh, right? (laughs) And I I just grabbed these outfits, and I wanted to sell this to Maurice. Okay, I I had to sell this look to Maurice because he had a set idea. And I had a chance, a day off or two, so I went to Boston. I did this photo shoot in this all-black outfit, and it's in the middle of May. It's hot, and this outfit just says dripping sweat is all it does. It's just, it's just, it's wrong for the type of year. But of course, this is what you do when you model. You wear coats and and winter clothing, and you shoot in the summertime, and you wear your winter. you wear your bikinis when you're yeah. shooting for. It's like, can the photographers it, get this together? <laughs> you know, it's terrible to be a model. There's no union. You have to freeze your butt off for, for bikini shoots and you gotta sweat your butt off, you know, for, for winter clothing. It's terrible. Love the union. Um, so while I'm in Boston and I'm, I'm, I'm running away, Josh Ardris is the, uh, A R D R-A-R-D-R-U-S, uh, does the photo shoot and we're walking, and it's, how can I say it? It, it, The outfit just, it's perfect. Old downtown Boston, it's perfect. All eyes on you. You walk through a grocery store. There's this hit woman, and I just could not help tracking eyes and having a good time, right? And it has kind of a superhero flair. I've got to ask, I don't know if you guys have pictures on this, but. you guys have some image. You have some basic idea of what it looks like. Right, yeah, right, we've right, seen right. it in the film. So I was walking up the street, the wind was blowing the perfect direction, okay? And the sun was the opposite direction behind me. And there was this police officer, Boston uh traffic cop, giving somebody a ticket. Right? And they were both outside the car, it was hot, they were both in shorts, the cop was in he was a bicycle cop and Apparently, oh. someone parked wrong. Oh dear! <laughs> so I'm walking right there, all eyes on me. I stand there and I turn around. The case its almost a coat case. The coat opens up in a flurry. The sun is behind me. The officer—I cast a shadow on the officer. And they're both staring at me. Mm-hmm. Guys, gape open. I—I I couldn't help. Officer, do you need any help? <laughs> <laughs> Standing there, Kimbo. It's like, oh, you can't. It doesn't get better than this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's wonderful
4: that's that awesome is great you live for moments like absolutely,
0: that absolutely absolutely so tell us what it was like working with maurice on on this film and working with the other
1: especially the other folks yeah because uh this this Since was this was maurice's first, this is maurice's yeah. first film so not only first time as a writer but first time as a director how what was it like working for him as a you know this is as as a first time director
2: well, first time writer director, you couldn't tell because he surrounded himself. Maurice is a genius.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, I, I can love tell. That. <laughs> him. I love him.
0: His and his answers. We we saw a, a written interview that somebody had had transcribed, or he had given answers right? to questions. Right. And his answers are so thoughtful, very and, thought out, and everything, even on the fly, when we interviewed him. His answers are very mm-hmm. well thought out. I mean, you can tell that he's a very a terribly intellig-
1: intelligent. Man. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, he started several businesses, sold them off. I mean, he's he's no slouch. Yeah. So, working with him, I mean, what, what were some of the some of the impressions that you got from him?
2: Well, the impressions I got from Maurice. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah how how was it working
0: with him?
2: It's great. <laughs> <Well. laughs> he's he, 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 he's he's a businessman that knows how to surround himself. He's a first timer, right? So as a first timer, he's more handsy, onsy, right? Okay. And when he had the 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 whole of us, Kathleen, Ian, and I, you walk back and forth, and you see the energy. He's just this little fireball, right? Right. When you when you realize what's going on, he's 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 in charge of everything, and my job is just to focus on my one little part. Right. He has to think about everything. So I got to know him over time. Right. He's too busy running around managing this entire, and he knew how to surround himself with just the right people. Right. Okay. The team that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, David Cruda, cinematographer, brilliant. Uh, Ken Golden, the line producer. Um, we were well positioned to have good well-oiled crew All right so, so i saw only professionalism
0: oh cool Fantastic. and i got to know him
2: afterwards even more and we became friends and we talked about the show and editing you know, oh, I, I i just I, I just i i he knew i did this photo shoot so we're sending those photos over to uh and we, i'm just excited about it it's
3: just, yeah. we
2: have coffee we're... and we talk about what he, he's given me so much great advice yeah. and he's been mentoring me a little bit here and there and i'm uh I'm very blessed and grateful to have him
1: well, uh, as
2: part of my, my, my social network.
1: He spoke uh, very highly of you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Perhaps. Really. I, and and it was, it, I, I'm looking forward to getting to know Maurice a, a little bit better because, yeah. you know, if we go out to yeah. L.A. or he comes for the Phoenix Film Festival, it would be great to, to meet him and, and get to know who he r- really is other than, I mean he's we got to know dramatic. him on over the phone, right? But mm-hmm. he sounds like he's just a wonderful person. And so when you were filming this, was he open to suggestions and ideas and changing his obviously you had to sell the the look to him, so he obviously was open to that then.
2: Well he was because I I sent the pictures, I sent the outtake pictures to him right away, the ones that we could take with our cell phone. I said, this is what I want to wear for the opening scene, mm-hmm. that you first see us. right? And we show up, and he proved it, I said, yeah. Okay. So I had my my, my little victory bump, mm-hmm. so, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everything comes together. It's so that moment where, where, where opportunity meets lots and lots and lots and lots of preparation. Right, right. Because okay? the outfit, we did a photo shoot in Japan before the sh- before the show even ended. So I'm excited about it. And Maurice is extremely handsome.
1: Yeah. So, very good-looking
2: man. Oh, he's yeah. very good-looking. He's love.
1: Well, I've only seen just some, uh, some far-away shots from him. he's taken He's <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It, yeah, I mean, he's got a kid in the film. So for people who want to kind of put you more better into context, now you said you were on... Um, american horror story yeah. so and,
0: and you do you're doing uh, a traveling show now
2: as well and and so i'm i'm working on the finishing touches of a solo show which i'll probably full spring right so can it, you, it, 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 it our premieres do spring so by the time i fully tour it'll be after the show's premiere and full release so yeah. around that time i'll be uh, traveling the country and going from venue to venue and, yeah. and putting on my, my solo show.
0: Did you want to share what that's about or do we do another show about yeah.
2: just about that? Wow. That's a little marketing plugs.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, you can give us a good marketing yeah, you plug. Mean, good marketing you, plug if right you want now. to give us a, a high level log line, shall <laughs> we say of, of what this show is. So then, then, it brings people back for the next interview. Right. Or next chat about your touring show.
2: Do you know what a mookjong is? I'm afraid I don't. Okay. Well, my, my, my show is about there's two things you need to study in life, law and kung fu. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: <laughs> and I, I do something with a mookjong which will uh, put any stripper to shame. I
0: see. Okay.
2: (laughs) Ah, ah,
1: Okay. Well, I'm afraid that
2: I don't see it. I'm afraid that as corporate assassin, a space alien, a a monster, I think I need, it's time for me to do something
1: sexy. I I,
2: I, I think it's time for the sexy to start showing up in my life.
1: Well, if you can pull it off, then by all Well, I figure if anybody at, you know, if anybody, anybody in their life, has any opportunity where they can do sexy, do it. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yep. So, So,
0: and and this is. Did I answer your question? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. I mean, that that was a nice. Absolutely
1: fine. That that was a nice high-level description. Yeah.
0: So, and, and you're doing this as, and it's going to be billed as Amazon Eve, does Dallas or, 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 or <laughs> oh what? Oh my God! <laughs> well, that sounds well, so uh, corny. Oh, well, yeah. maybe not <laughs> that. But <laughs> okay,
2: if, if you watch Lily Tomlin, Lily Tomlin's solo show, she always brings this big gigantic
1: chair with her. Right.
2: Well, I'm going to bring this big gigantic mukjong with me.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. So that. And makes... if you
2: if you Google mukjong m o o k j o n g, and look at Mookjong practice. You will see what it's used for. It's a, um, it's a fighting dummy. It's something you practice Wing Chun oh. on. So oh, I hard. think I, I might have, when, have seen when that When I before. do it, I just make it big and sexy.
1: <laughs> oh dear! If it is what <laughs> I, I think it is, I can only imagine all sorts of terrible directions this can go.
3: Terrible? It's not terrible. Well, not terrible.
1: I mean, just. It's titillating. Unusual. Well, well, that yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, I think we see uh, Robert Downey Jr. work with one of those in one of his Iron Man movies.
3: Yes.
1: Okay. Mine's
2: big- I- My Chong is bigger than your chong, <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it okay. is what I thought it was. Yeah, okay. Well, I-, I can see how this can be really uh, scintillating. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. I-, I can see that.
0: All right, so... About that's the touring show. So tell us who who is Amazon Eve and what what is your persona and what are what are some of the things that people should look for and know about Amazon Eve. So I, I'm 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 opening the floodgates here, if you
2: will. Oh, okay. Well, Amazon Eve is. Two things. She's a device, like a character a persona, and she's a
1: superhero. Okay.
2: She's basically She-Hulk without the green.
1: <laughs> That's that sounds perfectly reasonable. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> since Marvel, <laughs> since I just got done doing Agents of Shield, uh-huh. did you managed to wrestle the rights away from Warner Brothers? I have to be that fill in gap, so you know <laughs> There you go. She 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 is my way of taking all of my superpowers and putting it into a person which is allowed to exercise those superpowers, whereas in my world where I'm supposed to be, you know, agreeable, passive, let the man take over, suggest, why not would recommend,
3: you, why you would know. You do that?
2: She's the dominant one. She walks in the room and changes. Okay, sexuality. Erica's sexuality is submissive. Amazon Eve's sexuality is dominant. Uh-huh.
3: Aha. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, Erica, okay. Erica's, Erica's personality, agreeable. Amazon Eve's personality, disagreeable. <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay, she's the kind of person you don't want to get into a debate with because she's also a lawyer.
0: Yeah, and and she'll call bovine compost bovine compost, right?
2: A good portion of my a good portion of my uh, fair I would say clients, uh, you know butts and seats people to see my show are going to be, you know, about seventeen million men, not lupa, the orange skin and green knickers, money in hand, ready to throw on the stage, tipping me for this thing I'm about to do with a muqiong. I see. <laughs> well, oh. I'm I, I'm just not ready to give you all the shackles.
3: That's well, all right. you just I, I gotta you...
2: I gotta keep some of my cards secret. So the basic well, there's nothing wrong with that. Story. There's two things you need to study in life: law and kung fu.
1: Well, there's nothing wrong <laughs> yeah. with that. I mean, you you obviously you, <laughs> this is something that's in development. So you don't want to spoil things. You obviously want people to I come out. And, okay. You know, so, see what you're
0: doing. So I I see. So that is the Amazon Eve persona. So, yes. Tell us who is Erica. The person. The person. Ooh. Tell us about you. Tell Tell. Tell us your life story. In oh, 30 God. seconds.
2: <laughs> I, I have I have 30 seconds to tell you my no, life story. I'm just, I'm just
0: uh, No, just tell it. Tell us I grew who up you in are and where town you town in came from.
2: California. I moved to the big city to make better of myself. I studied law at UCLA. I. I study theater as my undergraduate work. I would probably working in the downtown law office setting, and I would not be an actor today had I not been discriminated against. Uh-huh. Um, I do a lot of legislative advocacy for the transgender community. Um, most people don't see it. If I don't, I write, and I write for amicus briefs, and I do political advocacy for attorneys, that are assisting in this community, housing, employment, healthcare primarily. Healthcare is my primary one. That's the one that uh, I focus on, it's my advocacy. And I look at what opposes us. I have to look at our history, where we fit. If you go back in time, um, transgender people have existed under different names throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Right. The Wari from Bali, the uh, Fafafina from Fiji, the Amahu from Hawaii. The Two Spirits, American Indian, Warren, right. the they've got different names everywhere, right. okay, throughout the world. So we've existed sans medical science. We are a, an effect that can't be weeded out through um, selection. We're part of society. We're designed to be here. Just like being gay or lesbian mm-hmm. or different or disabled, people like
0: that. Right, and and transgender and, covers and, and, a wide and, variety of. Oh
1: God, yeah, it covers, of, so it, that's a very broad area uh, that it covers. Yes. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, my my pro- my problem with the definition of transgender is so broadly cons- constructed that it's almost meaningless now. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah it, and and it can
2: be. I am I am I, I am it used to be fairly narrowly defined. Right now it's so broadly defined that it 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 omits me as something i identify with in terms of trans i don't identify as trans i just identify as a woman and just use female pronouns and i'm happy
1: right nothing wrong with that i
2: again. i say i'm a woman of trans history because it allows me to speak on the matter credibly but and i make this very clear that there are doctors and medical professions that speak on our behalf as well. Right. And they don't need to be transgender. Right. Okay? So Correctly. you don't have to be a member of a group to comment on it.
0: Right. And, this is, and it's, it's, I, I think you, it's you want, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting that you, you brought that up, that the transgender has has become so broad that it's almost, it's kind of almost lost its meaning. So that's why we, we have... And I saw this meme and I didn't really look at it on Facebook the other day. It was trans, right. it was LGBTQI, blah, 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 yeah. blah Bunch of, blah, bunch blah. of letters. So it, it, we're really kind of trying to include everybody and kind of hit those things. But some of the, the gay, lesbian, bi, trans have, have become so I guess the word is ubiquitous and don't necessarily mean what they've always meant, shall we say? Is that, is that a better way of saying that? I, I guess I just went off into La La Land. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, 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 I have a hard time with, with some of the, we're, we're pinpointing, but yet we're, making things so overly broad. And, right. and I appreciate the fact that you said something about that and, and that how you identify in that community.
2: It, again, again, I don't represent the community, right? Nobody represents well, the community, right? I mean, we, ha- we, we have, we, we have a couple advocacy groups that attempt to um, transgender equality in Washington DC is our primary lobbying organization. It works in partnership with the HRC, uh, GLAD 1A GLAD uh-huh. um, Transgender Law Center. They represent us. Right. I don't represent Well, what what uh, I'm saying I, I I and I and I don't claim to be a hero in this community. No, I'm no.
0: not the leader. No 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 no. Don't follow I, me. No, no, no. I wasn't to. I wasn't trying to say that, <laughs> but I was I was trying to say the community as a whole of of all of us together in, you no. know, where do you live in that? Where you were trying to say, where do you fit into that? Or where do you maybe Community of, of, shall we say, well, the, the, quote the, unquote, outcasts.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: The ever-increasing fractionalization. Exactly. Of right. LGBTQ. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to give you as far as I can go, okay? okay. This is as far as I can. Q, I, S, Q. No, there's Q. I already say Q. Yeah. I, S is intersex. Two S, which means two spirit. Um, and there are 30 gender pronouns after that. Oh, my that gosh. Zer, Z, uh, they, them. It, it, it goes on and right. on. It's an ever-increasing fractionalization of of victimization.
3: Okay, it just okay. keep going
2: on and, yeah, on and on and on. Absolutely.
0: And and, and that's that's kind of where it, I was going with that is we're
3: we're
2: it's we're, gonna change, guys. Yeah. two months it's gonna change. So oh, don't, yeah. don't don't memorize
3: it.
0: I you know, I know, I know, I know. Months, I couldn't I'm even sure if I, you. I, I, I mean, couldn't memorize I have, it even if I tried to. <laughs> I have, I had a hard time adding the <laughs> cue and I, you know. Trust me, it's not going to be the same in a couple
2: months. Yeah. I, think I, I don't follow it. I let someone else handle it. Yeah.
0: So, I, I appreciate you addressing that because that, and, and
2: I don't want to end up becoming a Kate, Here's. I don't want to be becoming a Caitlyn Jenner. I. I'm the hero. Follow me. Yes, I'm your white knight. I'm going to take care of everything. Notice PC. I went in here. I went to uh, what do they call the SPC? I got the big girl. Follow me.
4: I'll
2: take you to this. Because I'm so courageous. Yeah. Yeah. You come out now when it's safe to do so. Come out in the 1980s. Then I'll call you courageous. Right.
0: Come out in the 70s. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. Come kidding. out. Listen. Be outed in the 70s. Oh yeah. yeah. April Ash- Trust April me, Ashley. April Ashley was outed in the seventies, it ruined her career. Carolyn Cosey was outed in the early eighties. Ruined her career.
0: Yeah. I, you, can I come, was, you can
2: come out now because it's safe to do so. Absolutely. But don't come out and tell tell people you're the hero.
0: No. Yeah. I, I, was, I was outed in high hubris. school, so I yes. I understand what it's like to have that stigma, if you will. And now it's you know, it's becoming yeah. more comfortable to to be we are the two gay geeks yeah. after all, you know. So I I appreciate you addressing those things. And so tell us more about that. What you're? Well, you guys said geeks. I'm
2: going to test your geek credentials.
3: Oh, okay. boy. oh dear.
2: <clears throat> do you know who Gary Gygax is? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Never mind. You you, you passed.
0: I had I had <laughs> Okay. So I'll go back. Well,
2: okay, let's explain to our audience who Gary Gygax is. Okay, he,
0: he first, wrote the, the he wrote, Dungeons and Dragons he wrote the first and Dragons. Edition, first
2: box set of Dungeons and Dragons, yes. a role playing game that changed changed the world. The world. It's it started a movement of role playing games, mm-hmm. magic cards. It, it changed gaming forever. Right. Right. And, for, and there, that's I. I cut my teeth on that game when I was twelve years old. I will never forget that man. Yes, I am. A proud first edition, oh, God, first edition, first, God, first generation advanced Dungeons and Dragons player. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I, 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 I will I'll one-up you on that. Oh, here we go. Oh,
4: okay. Let's see what Go you for have. it. <laughs> I, I was
0: told when I was thinking about, in high school, uh, mm-hmm. being, we had a couple of friends and uh they introduced me to a lot of different things i was told that the first thing i had to do was get the book chainmail
3: and Ooh. then
0: i could get Ooh. the dungeons and dragons yeah. book the first one Ooh. yeah so that's
1: that's know, geek cred
0: yeah and and for okay, the you life you got of,
1: more cred than i do okay i
0: I'll give you of, a little bit more cred yeah for the life of me i lost those in a move, Ugh, I tragedy. Lost all of my books. I had, I had all. I had the chainmail. I had the original editions of the first three Dungeons and Dragons. I had all oh. of the books, succeeding books, first edition. Mm. And it's like, you know, how many hundreds of dollars are those worth now? Oh, more you than know that. <laughs> anyway,
2: it, it, yeah. it, it's that's, that's a tough one to quantify because I, I know I gave up all my books in college. I know a big old box every first edition hardbound I think I had 40 modules oh my. <gasps> wow I was a dungeon master I was I I graduated from being a player to a dungeon master by the time I was in college yeah. and uh, I got hyper religious at the time. Big
0: mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah well, I understand. Yeah, and yeah, uh,
2: they were the books of the devil. so I had to Oh yeah. Get rid of them.
0: Oh, I, trust stupid, me. Stupid, I stupid,
2: stupid, 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 stupid.
3: Yeah,
0: I know. Been down that road too. We, I've been there too.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I, I burned.
0: I burned a book. You did not. Uh, of, you did not burn a book. Well, yes. Oh was, my God. It was a. I, I can't remember what it was now, but yeah, it was a classic text on some I, I don't even remember now, but I burned that book.
1: I am dismayed. And
0: uh, well it was in my hyper religious days. Okay. So, you know,
1: you yeah, I wow think you can
0: identify with that. But anyway. So yeah, that that's our geek, cred. Yeah. Yeah. Were you
2: were you were you out as as gay then? uh
0: that's about the time that I got outed, yes.
2: Okay. I did it. I, I, I was going through what is called a, a repression phase in my life. I was trying to suppress who I was. Well, I that was me. Like yeah. I, it.
0: I was, I was, I was there, but people, you know, cause I, I fooled around, you know, <laughs> and people mm-hmm. got wind of it and couldn't keep their mouth shut.
1: I was going so. through my repression phase, uh, phase, and I was using a re- uh, very orthodox religion to do it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, let's not talk about that. No, I don't want to revisit that <laughs> nightmare.
2: So, but you have you have full geek credibility that you know who Gary Gygax is. absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So oh, we totally. we are Good. we truly are. We really the, two are the gay, gay geeks. Yeah. And it funny funny story. We were talking. <laughs> we you uh, know
4: who Gary Gygax? Yeah.
0: Is? The way we met was <laughs> through a long mystery we'll, we'll tell you the story at, at another, time. another time we we told it enough it, times. it's so it's so kiki anyway when he said i didn't realize that he knew virtually mm-hmm. every obscure sci-fi movie television TV. show that ever existed and you know when Ooh. i asked a question about something and then yes oh of
3: course <laughs> I of course I know it. Yeah, he's, he's like yeah, okay, so, we're meant for each other. Yeah,
0: it, it that's kind of where we are.
3: Yeah.
1: So <laughs> I tell you, you know um Erica, you know we already I mean, I said that's your name. I will say that this has been fun. Absolutely. This has been a fun and, conversation. And we
0: will certainly want to co- talk to you again yes, especially when if you're your getting show, ready to do your After Chimera and when your show gets ready to
2: Yeah, when you're ready hit the to road.
1: when you're really ready to take Amazon Eve on the road. We want to talk to you again because we want to talk about that Sean. we want well, to give that maybe. I, I
2: have to do it in Phoenix. I have <laughs> to do it in Phoenix.
1: I oh, have absolutely.
2: to do it in Phoenix. I have friends out in Phoenix that oh, I have, yeah. to, have to see this show. So the part of it is is getting to that place where there's a venue,
3: mm-hmm. right?
2: I'm assuming it's like Lily Tomlin was coming into town. Where she, where could she perform there in Phoenix?
3: Yeah, um,
2: know, where would you direct me?
1: Oh, and, yeah, there, there there are a number of smaller venues that would definitely suit
0: such no, a show. Absolutely, yeah. So we we have to we could do some research for you and find out. Yeah, absolutely. Some different places.
3: <coughs> so in are. the
1: meantime, however, um, yes, if. Anybody wants to know more about you, more about what you're doing, more about what you have done. Because I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are going to really want to investigate you at this point. Do you have any presence, like any website or any presence on social media? You had made reference to Twitter. Um, How can they learn more about all things Amazon Eve? And on the intertubes. Yeah, all those places.
2: I have a website called amazon Eve.com. i will be having my personal website up okay i I've, I've had erica urban.com forever but i have not secured it i'm not i haven't built it i've kept amazon eve as my main thing mm-hmm. and you can catch me on twitter at amazon eve or my my, my um, website is is www.amazon.com And I will have my tour there as well as when this gets on the ground, there'll be a whole advertising campaign. So there'll there'll be plenty of chances for people to see it. And I'll make sure it gets out on social network. uh, I'll especially talk to you guys, especially before I come up to you guys. I can't wait to do that.
3: Oh, fantastic.
0: So uh, any, and you have a Facebook presence
2: as well, right? You can find me on Facebook at Amazon Eve. Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of fans. But primarily is uh, uh, Twitter at Amazon Eve and my website, amazon.com. Excellent.
0: Okay. Great. Well, thank Again? you for being on the show this, oh, this, this there's a couple other. Er, there's
2: a couple other Erica Urbans, but there's only one Amazon Eve. Oh, of
0: course. Right. There's, only, exactly. there's just
3: one Amazon <laughs> Eve.
2: <laughs> there's only one Amazon Eve.
0: All right. Well, thank you for being on the show.
2: My pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me.
4: Hi. This is Maurice Himes, the writer and director of Chimera. And you are listening to The Two Gay Geeks.
0: And here's a few selected birthdays for February 19th through February 25th, 2018. February 19th, David Masuz. Oh, it's David. Yes, it is. I, I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Uh, the uh, Bruce Wayne of The young Bruce Gotham. Wayne right. who
1: uh, went from age 6 to, like, age 20 in just a matter of years. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah.
0: And also on the 19th, Millie Bobby Brown. Of
1: Stranger Things. 11. She's yes. 11? Yes. 11? She is 11. Oh, that's so funny. She's not age she, 11. Oh, no. yeah. She's 11, the character.
0: <laughs> yes, there we are. <laughs> also on the 19th, Nicholas but. Per-
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Nicholas Copern- Copernicus.
1: Copernicus. You will, you will never be able to say that name correctly ever again. Ever now.
0: again. Never again. Copernicus. Copernicus. Popcorn. 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 What are we talking about? He was born in 1473. Nicholas Reddenpocker. <laughs> yeah. Also on the February 19th, very good friend of ours, Ms. Audra Hall. Yes. Happy birthday, Happy Audra. Happy birthday, Audra. February twentieth, Sydney Poitier, Robert Altman, filmmaker, filmmaker, wonderful filmmaker, Charles Barkley, who Just
1: bonkers, uh, bonkers basketball player who yeah, formerly of the and, Phoenix Suns. And
0: actually, I was sitting uh, behind him in first class one time French on you a, were, weren't you? A Delta flight um, several years ago, and the film god, Mister Ansel Adams, his birthday, February twenty first, Alan Rickman. We're so sorry you left yes. us, Alan. Irma Bombeck. Anthony Daniels, Andres Sokovia, masterful guitar player, John Lewis, a politician from Alabama, and uh, he has uh, walked across the Edmund J. Pettus Bridge Ah, with Martin Luther King Jr. And also friends Lisa Pratt and Tom Lynn on the 21st. February 22nd, James Hogg. I can never get enough of that man. I love everything he does. He is absolutely wonderful. And Leah Salonga and George Washington. February 23rd, Erica Irvin. You just heard her. How about that? Also known as Amazon Eve. And Georg Friedrich Handel. February 24th, Edward James Olmos and Steve Jobs. February twenty fifth, George Harrison. Uh,
1: My favorite Beatle.
0: Yep, Sean Astin, Jim Backus, who is Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo and Thurston Howell Howell the third from Gilligan's Gilligan's Island. Island. Yes, and famed opera singer Enrico Caruso. And that's it for the birthdays this time.
4: So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think that goes without saying.
1: I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do.
4: Wait, 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 There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh,
0: what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing. Usually it's pretty nerdy.
3: Nerd!
4: And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy!
0: Go give a listen to our friends T and Philippa over at the shared desk. And now it is time for some of this, some
1: of this, some of that, and lots of chit chat. Yeah, because there was a lot of chit chat in this in this uh, feedback. A lot of chitty chat. A lot of chitty chat. Uh, starting with uh, we ran an article a number of a couple of weeks ago about the new Venom teaser trailer. And a good friend of the show, Tommy Cannon, says this looks like it's going to be the wall bonkers, which is to be expected when we are presented with a jar of space alien symbiotic goop. Well stated. Well stated. Now, uh, do you want to introduce um, something that Jeannie Koch is doing for us? Yeah. We,
0: we have a new um, contributor, actually, not new
1: not, not new to the show. No,
0: not new to the show, but new to us as a contributor. She, uh, uh, Miss Jeannie Koch, is writing for us, and she's Yay! on occasion, you know, whenever she gets uh, feels like it. And the thing that she's doing for us right now, it's a new uh, thing that's going to be on Wednesdays, and it's our old classics newly reviewed and that's old classics with a question mark dot 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 newly reviewed mm. so that
1: could be controversial
0: yes so she has been watching some bunch of stuff on turner classic movies and is uh, felt inspired to write some reviews
1: and she wrote one uh this is for the movie doa from 1949 yes and uh started <laughs> off uh there's sean sumrall left a comment on our on our uh, website says oh thank goodness someone else noticed the car-sized sinkholes in this plot i have never understood what made this movie such a quote-unquote classic genie responded with i know right laugh out loud we literally made fun of, ha- of the movie half the time because it was just not good we now have private jokes about it like i'm gonna give the hubs space by sitting on top of him and then hamish chimed in good friend of the show hamish down he says i've never watched the film so it probably is a steaming pile of manure that genie says it is however in 1949 men were scarce due to world war ii so literally any man was a catch making the unfaithful wife just plain greedy. Also, because of the recent war, it's not a stretch that he'd be able to fire a gun, etc., to which Jeannie, the Jeannie finally responded with, no argument, and if the gun had been my only issue, I wouldn't have pointed it out. But the war was never mentioned, so we don't know that anyone was around in it or not. Sure, it was undoubtedly assumed we'd know, but in a movie that told what was going on as much as this one did, the omission is, like the rest of the movie, not working for me! Huh. Thank you, Genie, Sean, and Hamish. That was tons of fun. And speaking of Hamish, he yes. had a press release yes. that we ran on our website for a film that he wrapped in four days. A feature-length Feature-length film, film and it's called Kotokushi. You can go to our website to find it, and we'll have a link for that in our show notes. And Hamish writes... TG Geeks have been huge supporters of Paul and I, so I've given them an exclusive first look at Kodokushi, my debut feature film, which stars Kyoko Kudo and Tomoko Hayakawa, and it features some astonishingly beautiful work from Paul Leeming as cinematographer. It also features some great new talent from Osaka. I hope that you support TG Geeks by checking out this page, and I hope that you also come along with me on this exciting and scary journey with my love hamish and that is our feedback for this
0: week thank you hamish that's wonderful we were glad to touch base with you anytime and hopefully we're going to have a an interview with him soon as soon as he calms down a little bit and yeah he's he's got to recharge post-production edit mode and all that kind of neat stuff so yeah i'm sure he's all frazzled after four days of principal photography Yeah, so. If you want to comment on anything that we do, whether it's on this podcast or it's on any articles or anything that we post... Feel free to. We encourage that. We want you to do that. We, we want to know. Yeah, what we know you a lot think. of
1: people read our comment, our content because we see lots of likes and loves and things like that. But you know, we love to actually hear and read what you think in Absolutely. terms of what we share.
0: And you can do that on our Facebook page for any all of our articles and all of our webcast episodes. Post there on Facebook. We have our website at tggeeks.com. Mm-hmm. You can comment on Twitter or Instagram or. Uh, on iTunes, you can everywhere, everywhere, so feel free, and you can even call us on our listener line and leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on air that's 469-TG-Geeks that's 469-844-3357 Yeah, baby they're like two gay geeks they're together, you know, they're two gay guys and they're geeks is that okay? (laughs)
1: And this week, we have a rather special guest who was joining us. We met this young man at a podcast summit um, a couple of weeks ago, and his name is... Michael Ferris. Michael Ferris. And he's he's a Padawan podcaster. Padawan podcaster, yes. He's, <laughs> he's starting to learn the ropes of the the um how do you call it the jedi world of podcasting yeah he thinks he might want to be a podcaster so we after this episode he's like no no, i never want to make a decision after this no no, i'm running away i'm screaming like you're like you guys are all burning on fire anyway michael welcome to the show welcome to the
4: show hey thank you so much i know i'm not at the big table i'm at the little kid's card table but I, i allow thank you for allowing me in the room
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, you, yeah, and, you expressed great excitement when you were at the uh, at the summit. So, sure, we're happy. We're happy to have you on the show. Yeah, and
0: we uh, we have a kind of a special thing to talk about. You had made a suggestion that we we talk about. Uh, uh, a, some
1: movie that just came out the other yeah, day.
0: Yeah, a movie that just uh, was
1: released the other day. Well, Dark Kitty. Cats on Fire. Cats on Fire. Black Panther. No, there we are. Oh, I was going to say noirish <laughs> cats, but I guess Black Panther's it.
0: Black Panther. So we're here to talk about Black Panther, and this is a spoiler-free talk, so no spoilers for no anybody. No spoilers. So, just anybody that's listening, just know that we're not going to give any plot points or or things away. We're here to talk about how we liked the film and or didn't like the film or or whatever, and give us uh, some feedback on the film itself. Right. So, do you want to start, Mike or Michael, or do you want us to start, or what's what's I, your I'd preference? I'd be happy to. Go ahead.
4: Oh, I I'd love to start if that's okay. Sure,
1: knock yourself
4: out. So I I don't know about you guys, but I always kind of go into a movie, and I I always I read reviews a little bit before because you know just curiosity of what other people think, right? Mm-hmm. So I went into the movie, you know, um, with obviously with an open mind, but you know, I'm, uh, this this could potentially be a really really good movie, and you know, you read stuff all over the board. But uh, going into the movie, I I anticipated it to be you know very very good, and I I was not disappointed with the movie at all. Um, I thought there there's always some things that you can kind of nitpick oh. um, as you pick it apart from the you know an analytical standpoint. But then I got to put it in perspective. It is a Marvel movie. It's a comic book. Um, Interesting you should say that. Interesting
1: interesting you should say that. I mean, there were some people sitting behind us who were commenting, how could this happen here and this happen here and this happen here? And I felt like turning around saying, you know, It's a comic book. Yeah, I felt like doing my best William Shatner and saying, get a life.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were they were two young kids. They were probably one was probably maybe nineteen, and the other were 18 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, So they they were back there and saying, "How could they do this? And why why are they three hundred years ahead of everybody else?" And, and
1: I'm like, "Children! Oh my gosh! It's it's, it's called suspension <laughs> of disbelief." But please, Michael, continue. What yes. were some of the, thought, what, well, the thoughts you had? Fun,
4: it's funny about young kids. You think their imaginations would be more like they wouldn't be analytical. Like I'm, you know, I'm almost forty, and I'm 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 always very analytical of movies. But I've learned as I've gotten older a little bit, you know, it's a comic book movie, so it's not, it's not a it's not a bio.
3: Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> uh,
4: but I think when you when you when you look at um when you look at you know in the in the Marvel world, and I, I'm a big um uh I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm a little neurotic. I I like to rank things. I like to see where things kind of stack up against each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely thought, um, I, I don't know if it was a ground ba- groundbreaking superhero movie. Um, I don't know if it was, you know, it wasn't, definitely wasn't like the best superhero movie I'd ever seen. I put it in the top three to five Marvel movies, breaking, breaking them down. Um, what, what did you guys think?
1: Well, uh, I'm going to actually th- – this was a really tough call for me because um, up to now, my favorite Marvel films have been the Captain America movies um, because of the whole patriotic kind of vibe that it, that it gives. And, uh, but, uh, and, and I love the Thor because I, lo- I just love that, that sense of majesty, but this one, this one vaulted right to the top. Um, And for anybody who wants to know, yes, uh, on our website, we have uh, not one, but two reviews for this film. And hopefully another one coming soon. Yeah. um, But uh, in my review, the the reason I like this movie so much is I thought it did something that none of the other films have done really uh, up to this point. And, and that's well, I think it's it's the African culture. I mean, this is the first superhero that we have who's, you know, okay, forget forget Thor because he's from another planet, but if you look at all the other marvel superheroes I mean they're all pretty much American based and now we have the first one who is not and what they were able to do in terms of African culture I thought was really uh, setting a whole new tone and creating a new era a, a new era of celebration of that that culture as it exists I mean the, granted there's no such thing as Wakanda, but I like how they were able to extrapolate different aspects of true african culture and and, and bring uh this the sense of wakanda to life using that so it had some sense of authenticity so in that respect i thought it did kind of break new grounds and it it was i i thought it was actually more cultural and maybe socially topical than um any other marvel film that we've had up to this point Keith? Well, I liked
0: it, and I I liked the tone of the film. I liked the message of the film. Oh, the message is fabulous. You know, the end end message, if Mm -hmm. if you will. So uh, without giving that away, but uh, I'm going to stay away from that. But the whole tone of the film and the way that it was presented and then the ending of the film with its message – of of unity, right? I mean, and,
1: I, I I Michael, I understand why you say you don't feel it's necessarily groundbreaking, but I would say that it boarded into territory that we've not seen past Marvel movies quite do. But then I think that's Marvel's strength is that they continually reinvent themselves from film to film. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, I definitely agree. that's that's an interesting point. You say that, and I and I, I look at I'm always comparing. You know, you compare the Marvel world to the for the DC world and Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And you brought up an interesting point that didn't even dawn on me with Marvel because of because of the um the uh the background and the theme of this movie, it definitely straight away from the act because it seemed like the Marvel movies up until this point were following a template, right? Like it was just well, some of the Marvel movies you don't even know who the villains are half the time because it's just focusing on the superhero you know the the back and forth, and there's no there's no cultural background to it, sort to speak. this was the right. first time this has been done before right yeah this was um,
0: it was kind of a biopic if you will of um T'Challa. so i I thought that was kind of a an interesting take the way they did that mm-hmm. you know
3: i mean
1: what's what are some of the other takeaways that you have for this film Michael
4: i thought well I thought visually i thought visually i thought. Visually the movie was, was amazing. Um, you know, you know, not going too far into detail, but you know, the look of the country, um, you know, the colors, uh, I thought the music was outstanding. Oh, wow. Uh, the songs, Kendrick Lamar, I think did majority of the songs. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was incredible. You had some of the, um, and I, I don't remember the artists or the the, the chanting that mm-hmm. was in the movie. I thought that was amazing. Uh, again, not your typical Marvel movie. Not the standard, um, you know, smash them up, uh, right. you know, Nickelback or whatever kind of music they play in some of those, some of those
1: movies. Right, <laughs> yeah, the, right, yeah, yeah, screaming like, like like Thor. You know, you kind of yeah. I get what you're saying, and and I I 100% agree. But I'm going to ask you this because uh, interesting, as I was watching the movie, I had a word that just kept resonating in my head a descriptive word a simple little descriptive word that uh, that that became my label for this movie are there any just simple little labels that you that you could you know like one word labels or two word labels that you could just slap onto this movie and say this movie is blank
4: oh uh, well that's good um, if I was gonna put one word to describe the movie um, you know I, I I, I would say I would say it was uh, breathtaking. Because, That's good, and I, and I say breathtaking because of the visuals. That's good. That's uh, good. I Disney, like that. It makes you want to go there.
3: Uh huh.
1: <laughs>
4: yes, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, it made me want to. Th- you know. Okay. Okay. All right. Disney, Animal Kingdom. You need to make Wakanda land exactly there you go yes. i mean hey i mean yes. okay i understand why everybody's really hip on whatever that movie was that uh that i can't remember anymore avatar, That's avatar. yeah okay you know scrap avatar we need wakanda land i'd go to yes. that because you're right i would go there in a heartbeat if nothing else did you, to... did you
4: feel did you feel a little avatar while you're watching it
1: uh you know that is a really good point i hadn't even thought of that um yeah, because there uh, there are a lot of people who uh, – this was a big phenomenon after Avatar came out that people were just really depressed when the movie was over because they love this whole utopian society that was presented in Avatar and then they had to face the real world. And here we are looking at Wakanda and thinking, you know, God, wouldn't it be just fantastic to be there? And, no, i got to go back to my depressing life. Um, I-, I don't know if I would put it to that degree be but um, it made me did say I wish such a place did I I wish that such a place did exist.
4: Yeah, I, I, I was I was thinking well I was thinking Avatar ish when I was watching this, but I will tell you I like this movie more than Avatar. Oh, I did too. Um, Avatar, you know, not to get Avatar was visually one of the most impressive movies at that time. That battle scene at the end of Avatar mm-hmm. was I've never seen it like that. Right. But this story, I thought, was so the way the way it was crafted. I thought was you could tell you could tell the director who I've seen some of his other movies, Ryan Coogler. You could tell one, it was his movie, and two, you were taking his his movie and putting it in the Marvel world.
1: Right. Right.
4: Um, I, it was and basically, deep. yeah, was a deeper story.
1: Oh well, basically, we're talking substance over style now, uh, because yeah, yep. Avatar. I mean. Heck, let's be honest. It was dances with wolves set in space, um, which yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Avatar fans would crucify me for saying that. But no, I agree with you. I think this movie had a, had much more depth to it. Um, so okay, so now I'm going to venture into dangerous waters here and simply ask. And again, we're staying away from spoilers. But were there any any anything, anything there? I mean, and you kind of touched on this. Were there anything there that you made me think? Oh, I wish they had done this or or you wish that maybe they had addressed this particular tone is there anything that you kind of walked away thinking mm, yeah this is my one negative
4: no um no i no it, uh, there's something i wish would have been in wish would have been there but i but i would totally be giving away something if i said it mm-hmm. um but there there was yeah, I don't, I don't, don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to overstretch and say something. But there is something I thought would, um, there would be a little bit more kind of a lead in, and it wasn't, uh-huh. there was, it wasn't there.
3: Mm.
1: So i i suspect okay, i yeah. know where you're going with that but we will keep that uh, we'll keep that off the air for now yeah,
0: maybe we'll come back right. we'll recircle here in several yeah, weeks yeah and, maybe in a month and and then talk a week, about, maybe. Yeah, yeah
1: because by then i would hope that most people who want to see the movie will have seen it yeah yeah i i thought I, I, go ahead
4: go ahead no no, I, no, no please.
1: please i mean you're our guest please by all means go ahead
4: well, I, I, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but I, you know, I like to get people's takes because again, I'm a rank kind of guy and you know, we could, I have like my all time favorite superhero movies, even from my, like my childhood. And, and then I can, you know, you can kind of go in a sub context or sub thread of, you know, Marvel movies, like, cause we all have kind of our preferences, right? And so I'd be curious on both of you guys, if you had to name your top five Marvel movies. Oh my word. And why did you, and what is, and what's your number one with this?
1: With Mar with the Marvel franchise, yes. Oh well, I'm going to let Keith go first.
0: I'm I'm not one of those. You can't rank it. I, I'm not one of those analytical type of people. I'm I'm analytical on a lot of other things. But, you don't want to add. You, just, you don't want to add this to your list of things. No, to analyze. I don't want to have another thing that I have to focus on and and be obsessive about. Okay, well, I'll take. I would s- just say that I really like the film, and it's it. I would say it's probably in the, my top five of Marvel films.
1: Okay, well, that, that, that's good. That's fair enough. I'll take a stab at it. Um, wow. Well, uh, this was the f- first Marvel movie that has come out in a while where I literally found no fault. Nothing. I couldn't find a single thing wrong with this movie. So it, um, <clears throat> I would say that it actually ties for the number one spot with two other movies. Oh. Um, see, and that that's my problem. I mean, there, there are two other films that have held that number one position, and now uh, Black Panther is tying for that. And those other two movies are Captain America First Avenger and Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. <clears throat> uh, those two movies were brilliant in that um, they stood completely alone in, in terms of their tone. Captain America First Avenger was, for the most part, it had all the feel of a classic World War II film, uh, despite the fact that we have a superhero in it. Winter Soldier was the most perfect political thriller film I had seen in ages with a superhero in it. Now we have a movie that touches on a whole culture, which no other film has done before. I mean, a believable culture. I mean, sure, you've got the Asgard's, but let's be real. I mean, that's that's pure fantasy. Now we have this African culture. It is earth-based, and they addressed things on that cultural level that no film has done up to this point and did it flawlessly.
0: And what part of vibranium is not fantastical?
1: (laughs) Right. Are you – now, 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 wait a minute. Are you trying (laughs) – stop raining on my parade. Yes, vibranium is fantastical. Of course, it is. But let's. But we're talking about. I'm referring to the culture, and I'm referring oh, to the people. Oh, I oh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. Ben has not totally lost his mind yet. Uh, but it, it it did talk about some cultural aspects, and that that um both positive and negative. And when addressing the negative aspect of it. It turned it around and, say, and said, you know, this is not a good way, this positive way. That is the way to this, – this is the future. This is what we need to be doing. So in that respect, the fact that it got to be so, so- socially topical, I felt, um, helped to just push this movie right up to the number one spot. And the emphasis that it gave not just on uh, the African people but gender – wow i love how they were able to empower the women in this oh yeah it was incredible i mean uh t'challa's sister zuri i mean (laughs) she's the smartest one in the room let's be real
4: exactly (laughs) oh she was great she she was she was like yeah she was she was fantastic uh from the from the knowledge standpoint, she right. was she was unbelievable. Absolutely, no, and and, and
0: and in the other the other part, and I hopefully this is not a, a spoiler, but she was so snarky. It was just oh, I loved it. She, I loved it. She, I mean, if she, she owned every scene she was she's in. She's virtually precocious.
1: <laughs> I mean, for a sixteen-year-old, can a sixteen-year-old be precocious? Well, yeah. And if you look at precocious in the dictionary, you'll see her because she was amazing. I loved her. I, I thought she was fantastic. So so let me ask you this then. Um, were there any characters that um you felt you d- either didn't like or maybe you felt they were wasted?
4: Yeah, you know it's, it's it's good that you asked that. I uh and I like Michael B. Jordan. Um I you know, I I I, I would have I thought he I thought they'd be a little bit different with the approach of him. I thought uh and I didn't dis I didn't hate it, the character or anything, but I, I um I don't know. I was I was expecting um expecting a little bit a little different from from the villain um and um uh and I, maybe 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 some of the the dialogue i, I was just expecting a little bit just it kind of caught me off guard um mm-hmm. his character and then um and i you know and i i uh i you know Andy circus i like too you know and Andy circus is in the movie so a big oh, yeah. Andy circus guy
1: yeah, I I, but, um, I I giggled when um Andy Circus and and I, I put this in my review so I'm not re it's it, it's already out there. But there's a great scene between Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman in an interrogation room and I thought, yeah, there's Bilbo and Gollum had going at it, which yeah, I yeah. thought was
0: great. Yeah, right. They're the, the two right. they're the two Tolkien
1: white guys. Yeah. Oh stop it. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-ba. laughs> i stole that from a facebook or, meme yeah that's not yours let's Here's be real. drum
4: noise Here's yeah drum yeah
1: noise. yeah rum, rum, rum. Uh, but yeah i thought oh, any circus is always wonderful let's be real he he's always great
4: well and, and that guy's in everything i mean that guy is i mean he is uh he is the most one of the most underrated actors yeah um you know out there i mean he is uh he and, and i didn't even realize it was him uh, it, at the beginning, I didn't realize it was him at all. And, I, and then, I, you know, at the end, the credits, I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize Andy Circus was in the movie. No
1: kidding. Not oh, far out. Well,
4: again, go ahead. Can I give you my ranking? Yeah, go yeah ahead.
0: that's what I was going to ask. What is your ranking of this film? Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> so so I, so I, again, I'm a little analytical, and and um, I, I, if I were to do, I would put it in my top fives. I'd put the original Iron Man up there. Uh, I would put the original Avengers up there. Um, I really, I like the Captain Americas, but I love Civil War.
1: Okay, uh, well, I did uh, I too. Thought,
4: well, I just, I, I thought Avengers, I, you know, Iron Man, that was the first Marvel movie, and Marvel at that time wasn't even owned by Disney. And I just thought, I thought that was like. You know the whole idea of the billionaire, and you know with the with the gadgets, and and I, I just thought that was really good. And mm-hmm. then Avengers, you know, the fact that they were able to take all these characters, incorporate them, make the story click, make it flow. Yeah, um, I thought that was fantastic. And then I agree. Civil War to me, it raised it, it, raised it another level mm-hmm. because you had however many characters on both sides. You had the introduction of Black Panther. You had the introduction of Spider Man. And they incorporate all those characters, and that major fight scene oh, yeah. was unbelie- unbelievable. It didn't miss; it did not miss one beat. And even all the way through the end of Civil War, uh, and the way they ended Civil War, you know, with some emphasis on Black Panther, kind of leading into the Black Panther movie, I, I just thought that was incredible.
1: Agreed. No uh, argument.
4: And, and then I put this; I would put this up there. Uh, I put this ahead of the Captain America First Avenger. I love Captain America First Avenger because, to me, it reminds me of the Rocketeer.
3: which oh, is directed yeah. by the
4: well, Same guy. Yeah. Joe Johnson, who actually invented Boba Fett. And I was Boba Fett. I'm like the biggest fan of Boba Fett from when I was a little kid. So,
3: <laughs> Well,
1: there
4: it is. So that, that's how far back. So I, I love the first Captain America because, you know, again, I loved the Rocketeer when I was a kid and just made me feel like, reminded me a little bit of Rocketeer. hmm so, but uh, that would that would be my top five, and then uh, and then the um, and then the Winter Soldier. I think mean, there's a huge drop off. I mean, you had some like I thought Ant Man was good. Iron Man two was horrible. Uh, oh, what? I, I don't really think
1: that movie's terrible. I love that movie. But anyway, go ahead.
4: And they wasted Mickey. They wasted Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke is an iconic actor, and they wasted him.
3: Hmm.
4: You can't waste the Marlboro Man on, on a bad character. You got to you got to make full use of him or harley davidson excuse me okay okay anyway anyway i
1: okay yes um fans who love iron man 2 population me (laughs) yeah it was so bad
3: i love that
1: movie okay fine i'll be the only one enjoying it in the theater next time it comes around (laughs) anyway so uh well michael thank you um uh, obviously we don't we can't go much further into this because to do so would turn us this into a really spoilerific segment i think we've covered all the ground that we can cover without breaking spoiler rules so uh for now we'll just simply say thank you very much we really appreciate you being on the show um hope this didn't deter you from wanting to explore the world of podcasting on your own so but um yeah <clears throat> uh is do you have like a any kind of initial presence for possibly wanting to you know for uh launching your podcast world at this point?
4: No, you know not not yet. I'm just, you know, first of all, thank you for allowing me to come on. I I really appreciate uh you guys uh you know, you guys got a great thing and um uh, the fact that you allow um you know, somebody to come on for the first time, that you don't know that well. Uh you know, I thank you for allowing me to come on and talk to you guys. Oh, so pleasure. now at this point just exploratory and um you know, just uh wanted to get a feel for things and and talk about a really really good movie. So
1: Sure. Well, and that's what
0: we're here for. Well, thank you, Michael Ferris, for being on our show this time.
4: Thank you, guys. That was a really great chat. With that Michael. was
0: fun. That, that was, was a
1: lot of fun. Lot of fun. Um, we I, look forward
0: to having him back. I, I, I really, I
1: really think we could just do some amazing deep geeking with this guy. Yeah, um, it, it was. He's he's he might clearly a fan.
0: part of our uh, entourage.
3: He if you will. might, you never know. we might be calling upon him.
0: Might get his. Uh, his fingers wet and toes wet in this uh, podcasting world and launch his own someday.
1: You know, it, you know how cool would that be if we could actually birth another show? How about that? Since we were birthed out of another... Out of Slice of Sci-Fi? Exactly. I think it'd be awesome if we could birth something that, you know, his show. That'd be great. Absolutely. And as always, we have follow-up
0: items. Uh, we have a calendar on the website. If you have a birthday or an event or a con or a film festival... What not? Send us a note. We'll be glad to put it on the calendar and we'll be glad to talk about it in the follow-up items. Phoenix Film Festival April 5th through 15th 2018 at Harkins Scottsdale 101. And we'll be there. And we'll be there because we are sponsors this year. Yay. Over 250 we're films finally. last year and 225,000 attendees. And we've been talking days. about we've
1: been talking about going to this thing for ages. We're finally going to be going. We're I and we're I go. love good film festivals and this is one of the be- biggest in the nation. Yep. If not the world.
0: Yeah, and Phoenix Comic Fest is takes place at the Convention Center on May 24th through the 27th, 2018. Lots of guests this time. Lots of really interesting guests this time. So Yeah, very check interesting. Check it out. At, uh, and the
1: return of Will Wheaton, I think.
0: Yeah, very exactly. happy about that. Yeah. Arizona Opera presents the Barbara Seville, Joaquino Rossini's comic masterpiece. Figaro,
4: figaro, figaro.
0: Yes, you sang this time, not me. That was me, yes. And that's playing in Tucson March 3rd and 4th, and in Phoenix on March 9th through the 11th. Tickets are still available at azopera.org. And this is a great first time opera. Yes. If you've never experienced opera and you live in Phoenix or Tucson, Please check, check out. this
1: opera it, out. It is just, it's pure fun, and it, it's just got some great music. It it. Is,
0: yeah, exactly. Check out the third edition of Podcasting for Dummies, written by T. Morris and Chuck Tomasi. Go to podcastingfordummies.com, and you can also check out their companion podcast there, podcastingfordummies.com. And as everybody knows, we are huge supporters of independent creators like Maurice that we just talked to, Erica, and you heard Maurice talk about his film Chimera. Mm -hmm. And we are very supportive of filmmakers, comic book artists, writers, other types of artists, you name it, and we we support it. Yeah, we support it. (laughs) Please consider supporting independent creators when you find them. Buy their stuff, read their works, comment. You know, review, etc., etc., etc. Please support those
1: independent creators. Special shout out to Doctor Who Talking Who on Twitter and Human Arkle on Twitter. They have paper lease that they publish every day to every other day, and they like to reshare our content all the time. In fact, Doctor Who Talking Who actually uh, republished our uh, one of our Black Panther reviews. So you can check them out. By going to Twitter, look for at Talking Who. They publish the Doctor Who fancast guide. And the human arcle, also known as Brian Weber. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. He is at Arkle, and he publishes the Arkle Times Post Dispatch News. And on Tumblr, he has the incorrect Star Trek Voyager quotes. Check that out anytime. Keep in mind that he likes to post just utter rubbish there because he likes to toy with my mind yeah and also a special shout out to the facebook group the gay geek because they continually allow us to post our episodes there and we are greatly appreciative of that and the url is facebook.com slash group slash the gay geek you will have to request to join but uh the the high moderator jeremiah reeves is a really awesome guy terribly nice and his only rule is just play nice there and you are welcome so thank you jeremiah reeves and thank you facebook group the gay geek Absolutely. Thank you, Jeremiah. And we want to
0: remind you to occasionally click on our Amazon ads that you can find at the bottom of this webcast episode article and show notes, as well as on the right-hand side of some widgets on our website for books and things from people that we like. Books and and things now? Books and things and things and things and things. There you go, Chuck. And lastly, check us out on iHeartRadio, and please write us on iTunes and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And things. And things,
1: yes. <laughs> Look, you got me going there now.
0: Up next time, I don't know. Things we, are always changing around it, here. Everything I mean, changes. We, we, we how many know. times
1: have we said that, oh, it's Friday afternoon, and it's like, hey, we have an interview on the weekend.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, (laughs) we never know. I mean, it's uh, the week always changes with us. Stuff falls on our lap all the time. Uh, One thing that we probably will have next week, um, I'm going to throw it out, and we'll probably talk about it in the second segment. Is our wrap of Oh Discovery, uh, Discovery. Star Trek Discovery? So we'll uh, possibly talk about that. We never know what else we'll have. So check us out. All right, this should do it for this episode of TG Geeks Webcast. Be sure to check out the article for this webcast episode. We're going to have several links of things that we talked about. And remember, you can comment on our Facebook page or website tggeeks.com, or you can leave a voicemail at 469-TG Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. I am Keith Lane, coming to you from TG Squared Studios. Thanks for listening. I bid you peace.
1: Cheers. <laughs>